This morning, we're going to be reading from the Gospel of Matthew. We'll read chapter 14 from verse 13 to 21. Matthew 14, 13 to 21. Hear the word of the Lord. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. This is God's word for us today. I worked in a hospital kitchen for a number of college summers and college breaks, and when I started working there, they just transitioned to a room service model. So instead of just bringing the same food to everybody, patients would call down, order the specific dishes that they wanted, and then we'd bring them up. So there'd be some people who'd work in the office, and you'd get phone calls, and of course, everyone always calls at the same time, so you'd get the lines light up, bam, one, two, three, four, five, and you'd pick up the first one, and take, can you hold, and the second one, can you hold, third one, can you hold, fourth one, can you hold, fifth one, can you hold, go back to the first one, and then you'd have to explain to this guy that, no, really, I can't send up to you two cheeseburgers and four Cokes and six cups of ice cream. I just can't do it. Sometimes you can tell why people are where they are. And, you know, it'd take five or ten minutes to explain that. The other four people would hang up, and then other people would call. And sometimes you just would have this avalanche of order after order after order. And finally, you'd get 20 orders together, and you'd go out, and you'd hang them all up in front of the cooks. And as the cook, you'd stand, and you'd go, okay, six salmon, four steak, two spaghetti, one adjusted salad, three sandwiches, four pizzas. All right, let's go. And of course, you start making all those things, and then more orders come out. All right, two grilled cheese and a stir-fry, add that to the pile. And then the salmon's burning, the steaks are a little overdone, the pizza's ready to come out. You realize you forgot to put sauce on the four pizzas you just put in the oven, and you just can't keep up. And here come five more orders. And then after the cooks get done, they go over to the final person who put the tray together and they put the entree on and get the right type of silverware and then put on the right soup and the right salad and the right whatever else people ordered and bring it up to the room. And there were days, there were days that they did not get the staffing right, especially at the beginning of that room service transition, and it would be awful. You would be running as fast as you could. You'd feel like you were a windmill. And no matter what you did, you'd get more and more behind. The orders, the demands, the needs kept coming and coming and coming. And we just couldn't keep up. Our needs were greater than our resources. And that's our first point for this morning. Our needs are always greater than our resources. In Matthew 14, the needs have been piling up. The demands just don't end. 
At the beginning of this story, Jesus withdraws to a solitary place with his disciples because it's just been a tough, tough season. But the crowds follow them there and they want and they need more and more and more. And these are real needs. The crowd needs teaching. The crowd needs healing. The crowd needs help. And in the middle of that, the disciples come to Jesus and they say, it's getting late. Send, send the crowds away. Tell them to go away and get some food for themselves. The disciples sense that there is this great need all around them. And they know that they can't address it. But when those disciples go to Jesus, Jesus looks at them and, and he tells them, you, you provide food for the people. And the disciples know they can't. And let's follow along with the mental math the disciples would have done at that point. The five loaves of bread that they have, each of those loaves would have been a decent meal for three people. So they had food for the 12 disciples and Jesus, basically. Fifteen total people they could serve out of those five loaves of bread. And the fish you could kind of stretch a bit. So they can feed 15 people. And the text tells us there were 5,000 men there plus women and children. So we'll go conservative and we'll figure that out and we'll say there's, there's probably about 20,000 people there. 15 people worth of food. 20,000 people worth of hunger. To give you a sense of that, the United Center and most professional basketball and hockey field stadiums, they hold about 20,000 people. So imagine yourself standing on the floor of the United Center holding a box with 15 hot dogs and having the whole place screaming at you, we want dinner! We want dinner! And you've got 15 hot dogs. Time to panic, right? There is just not enough to go around. We all have seasons like that in life. Maybe you're in a hard season at work or your work perpetually is a hard season and there just isn't enough to go around. Or maybe you're having a challenging family season. The kids need more and more, more and more support. Or your spouse's health or your health is failing. Or your parents are at that point where, where you need to start taking care of them. Or you just have some family relationships that are in a tough spot and there just is not enough to go around. It's always something. And it's always something here at church too. There are always things that weigh heavily on us that we can't fix. And all of us fall short. We make mistakes. We, we drop the ball. We, we encounter situations where there's just nothing we can do. Bob Weeringa passing away yesterday is one of, those, one of those situations. Bob was a good guy. He was a great churchman. He was an elder. He was active. He cared about people. He loved Jesus. And now he's gone. Our needs are always greater than what we have. Our needs are always greater than our resources. And so out of, out of our need, out of our desperation, out of our inability, we look to Jesus. 
And it turns out to be true even in the hardest times that Jesus' resources are greater than our needs. And that's our second point for this morning. Jesus' resources are greater than our needs. In the hospital kitchen that I worked in, there was this one guy who I always wanted to be scheduled with because, well, Joey was slightly superhuman. He was amazing that he could sit in the office and it seemed like he could take five phone calls at once and then you bring the stuff out in front of him when he's a cook and all of a sudden there are all these meals ready. He was amazing. And there was this one day that I was working with him and we were both scheduled to cook and the hospital was full and things were crazy. And we were standing out there listening to the phone ring and ring and ring and ring and ring and no one was bringing any orders out and we knew we were going to get it. And then one of the office people came running out with this just look of total fear and desperation on their face. And they put up about 15 orders in front of Joey and they put up about 20 in front of me and then they ran back to the office to answer the phone again. And I look at this list and I start thinking, what what am I going to do? I guess I'll... What do I do? And then I realize there's this present standing behind me and Joey's looked over his list and he's come over and he's thoughtfully looking over mine and then he says, Matthew, do the salads. And I'll get that, 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 that. I'll get it all. You do the salads. Seriously? All right. So I put my head down and I do the salads and there is this whirlwind behind me. And at some point, I look back, and he's got four pizzas in the oven. He's got three baskets down in the fryer. He's got four separate stir-fries going. He's just put two steaks on. He has three salmons in the oven. And he's sitting there grooving, listening to his headphones, taking a little break. And then this internal timer goes off, and the whirlwind starts up again. And all of a sudden, everything is done. Boom, 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 boom. And I got the two or three salads and he's got the pizzas flying onto plates and the steak and the salmon and everything. And then he takes a pile over to the other people and he puts all the trays together and then he sort of saunters off to the break room to change out his music. And I stand there for a minute and just think, where, where did all that food come from? Where did all that food come from? In Matthew 14, Jesus does something incredible. He takes this impossible situation. He takes this little bit of food, this five loaves and a few fish, and he looks up to heaven. He gives thanks. He breaks the bread, and he gives it to the disciples to distribute, and they pass it on to the people. And the Gospel of Matthew doesn't tell us exactly what this looks like, but it does tell us that the food keeps going and going and going. The disciples pass the food out to the crowd, and they keep passing and passing and passing, and it never runs out. And everybody eats and eats and eats and eats, and then they're all satisfied. They don't want another bite. And then after 20,000 people have shared five loaves of bread and a couple fish, the disciples pick up 12 basketfuls of extras, of leftovers. It's like you start in the United Center with with 15 hot dogs and you pass them down the row and it goes back and forth and up and down and it comes back to you and it's fuller than when you started. And everyone's had enough to eat. In this text, 
Everybody else falls short. Nobody else has enough, but Jesus still provides. The disciples who've been with Jesus for quite a while now, you know, just a few chapters earlier in Matthew 10, Jesus sends them out with the authority to heal every disease and to drive out every evil spirit. These men, just a few chapters ago in this book, had that kind of power. And then they go to Jesus and they say, these people don't have enough food. Get rid of them. And Jesus says, you, you feed them. And the disciples who just a little bit ago were casting out the demons and healing the sick, they don't have the faith to do it. They can't do this one more miracle. But Jesus still provides. Jesus creates the food, and he doesn't send the disciples away. He doesn't put them in time out and say, no faith, get out. Instead, he breaks the bread, and he gives it to his disciples. He has his disciples, even when their faith doesn't really measure up, he has his disciples help in this miracle of distributing the food to these thousands of people. And then there's the crowd. Jesus is out in a solitary place in the wilderness, and this crowd shows up without bringing any food? What are they thinking? They deserve to go hungry. But Jesus doesn't think like that. Jesus heals them, he teaches them, and he provides the food that they need. And the miracle that Jesus does here, this miracle of provision, is a sign of his identity and his power and his love. This is a sign that Jesus is God. Just like God provides every year so that the crops grow and people have enough food to eat, here on this day, Jesus makes the bread grow so that people have enough food to eat. And more than that, this miracle is a sign that Jesus himself is the spiritual food that we need. In the Gospel of John, right after John shares this story, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And he tells those around him, those who come to me will never grow hungry, and those who believe in me will never be thirsty. I am the bread of life, Jesus tells us. Jesus is what we most deeply hunger for. Jesus is what we most deeply need. And apart from Jesus, nothing else will ever satisfy. Whatever good things we have in our life are not good enough. They will not satisfy. They will always leave us hungry for something more again and again and again. But not Jesus. If we turn to Jesus, he provides what we need forever. When we as seekers wonder about the truth, Jesus shows us the way home. When we as church members run out of energy to follow, Jesus renews us. When we as church leaders fall short, Jesus provides. We really cannot do life on our own. We really cannot do church on our own power. On our own, we just don't have what we need. We don't. But the Lord provides what we need. Jesus is the bread of life, 
And either we will be hungry forever or we will go to him and find what we need. One last point this morning. Jesus, the bread of life, he provides his supper for us. When we gather here next Sunday morning, we'll together celebrate the Lord's Supper, communion. And that meal that we'll share next week is a sign and a seal to us that the Lord provides for us. This feeding of the 5,000 here in Matthew 14 points us toward the Lord's Supper. Jesus takes bread, he gives thanks, he breaks it, and he distributes it to the people who have gathered. And later in the gospel stories, Jesus offers his own body to be broken for our good. When we share in the Lord's Supper, we remember that Jesus' body was broken to address our deepest needs. When we share in the Lord's Supper, we celebrate that Jesus is at work in our lives, even today on our hard days and our wonderful days. And when we share in the Lord's Supper, we look forward to the eternal feast we'll share when God makes everything right. Next Sunday, we will remember, we will celebrate, and we will hope. And I want to invite you this whole week in preparation for the Lord's Supper to remember, to celebrate, and to hope. Let's remember. Let's remember today and this whole week how Jesus has provided for us. Let's give thanks for Jesus' death and resurrection and the new life he gives his people. Let's give thanks, thanks for how faithful the Lord has been to us here at Faith. Let's praise the Lord for how he has provided for each of us at different points in our lives. For the times that he has provided daily bread. Let's remember and give thanks. And also today and this week, let's celebrate how Jesus continues to provide for us. We installed new elders and deacons this morning, and Jesus continues to provide leadership for his church. He continues to work, work in our lives and work through our ministries. He provides the daily bread that we need physically and spiritually. Jesus is even now at work to restore us to the relationship we should have with God. And he is also at work restoring our relationships with each other. Let's celebrate that this week. And finally, let's continue to hope. And we do have a sure hope that Jesus will continue to provide for us. Today, this whole week, I invite you to raise your eyes to Jesus and to see the promises he's made that he will carry his people through this life, through death even, and on into new life. Jesus will lead all of his people to better places. He will be with us forever. When our needs are so great and our resources are so little, Jesus steps in and provides the infinite resources that we need. Jesus provided food for the thousands in Matthew 14, and he continues to provide for us even today. Let's remember, celebrate, and hope because Jesus himself is our 
bread of life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for all the days that you have provided our daily bread, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. We thank you for how you provide for us today and every day through your word. And Father, we ask that you continue to provide for us. Give us what we stand in need of this morning. Help us to recognize that our deepest hungers can be met only, only by you and only in faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask that you renew our faith and that you deepen our hope in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our bread of life. Amen.